I hope you guys had a, a great Christmas. I am recovering a little bit from a little bit of a flu that I fought in between Christmas. Anybody else get that nasty thing? You know, yeah, yeah, there's a few of us. And uh, may the rest of you be protected from it. So, um, but I hope you had a good Christmas. I hope that you uh, got everything that you wanted, everything that was on your list. Um, as you know, for me, uh, it, it wasn't just Christmas, it was my birthday. It's my birthday. Happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I turned 50 yesterday. I sound like I turned 50 yesterday, don't I? Um, <laughs> but uh, we had a great time, and uh, I noticed something really unique um, about my birthday or Christmas gifts this Christmas. Uh, number one, I got a lot of anti-aging potions and lotions from my wife, actually, of all people. And so I wasn't quite sure what that was all about, you know. Number two, uh, I happened to, we, were, we went to Bend for a few days just to get away with our kids who were back in town and uh, kind of went away and my wife had kind of, we have some friends out there and so we had a little gathering and they were kind of throwing me a little kind of a birthday party type thing, and uh, I had a, a friend of mine um, who was in London, he's just moved back stateside, and uh, he actually flew from the East Coast, couldn't get into Portland, but landed in LA on Christmas Eve and drove up on Christmas Day, and then came out the band uh, to surprise me, um, and, uh, and he, he's the guy that I asked, and this might sound really weird, but he's the guy that I asked to do my funeral, and he shows up for my 50th birthday bash. <laughs> So anti-aging stuff, and then the guy that I asked it, you know. And then some of you know that on Christmas Eve, I, um, I did have a few wisecracks about Christmas pajamas. And, uh, and I may have posted on Facebook like the day or two after Christmas. In fact, I posted this, which is marked safe from being photographed in matching pajamas. How many of you did matching Christmas pajamas? When we talk about Christmas tradition, a few of you that are willing to own it, that's awesome. <clears throat> well, guess what, ladies and gentlemen? For my 50th birthday, some of my friends decided that I needed to have some matching pajamas. <laughs> with bunnies. And all of those pajamas were double XL, and I'm filling it out quite significantly. But anyway, uh, so yeah, I now have next year's Christmas card ready to go, and we are ready to go. So I uh, hope that was a blessing to you. <laughs> it's the gift that keeps on giving. Um, but we're, we're actually talking about blessings this morning. I don't know if you've noticed that. That as uh, Gloria and Nick, who are a few of our elders, have um, just read some scripture over you this morning, uh, shared a few thoughts with you this morning, I hope you're getting the idea that what we're talking about are blessings. Blessings for you, blessings for me, blessings for us as we approach 2023. And, and one of the things that we often... I think misunderstand about blessings because we've kind of got a warped human sense sometimes about this idea of blessing, that it's kind of uh, something that I, you know, happened to me. It's like some Christian version of karma, right? You know, it's like, if I do enough good things, look, I've been blessed and favored of the Lord, hashtag blessed, right? All that kind of stuff. And sometimes we look at that stuff and I think, I think we miss God's definition of what blessing actually is. And I want to leave you with just a few thoughts this morning. And, and the first thing I want you to walk out of here is we're just reading some blessings and sharing some thoughts with you from Scripture this morning. We have to have a right understanding of what is this idea of blessing from God's perspective. And it's simply this. It's that God, all of who God is, is all in on you. I don't know about you, but that kind of moves me a bit. 
Like as we're starting the year together, you know, and I don't know about you, you know, it's like, I, yeah, I've got some things I want to try to accomplish this year and some goals and resolutions and if anybody does that stuff anymore, you know. But I'm sitting here this morning. In fact, I was sitting in the front row because I hadn't written that thought down and I, I, I just felt like the Lord said, tell them what blessing really is. It's all of who I am, all in on you. Stop and think about that for a minute. At the very outset of this year, all of who God is, is all in on you. Now the problem for us as human beings is that oftentimes, because of challenge, because of pain, because of suffering, because of difficulty, and some of us may have come through some challenging things over this last year. Some of us might be looking at some things into this coming year and going, man, I think there's going to be some challenges. I can guarantee every single one of us in this room is going to face a challenge of some description this year. And sometimes what happens because of the world in which we live and because of the enemy of our soul who's always lying to us about who God is, we can look at it and go, I'm not sure that God's blessing me today. And we forget the fact that all of who God is is all in on you. Which means, if that's really true, if that's really what blessing is, it means that my life is lived in response to what God has initiated. You're in my life at the very outset of this year. Here we are, January 1, 2023, is really to be lived as a response to that which God has already initiated. And we've read some verses already, but there's a particular passage of Scripture that you're probably familiar with, and I'm not going to take the time to read it in completion, but I want to draw out just a few things. And it's found in Ephesians chapter 1, and if you're familiar with Ephesians chapter 1, it's the first 12, 14 verses are one big long run-on sentence. Like Paul would have failed his English class, or his Hebrew class maybe. Like it's just one big long run-on sentence. And basically what Paul is doing in these first few verses of Ephesians chapter 1 is, oh my gosh, let me tell you all the ways that God has blessed you. In fact, he starts out this way. He says, praise be to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing. That sounds like a God who is all in with all that he has for you and for me. He's blessed you with every spiritual blessing. Oh, I don't know. You don't know my life, Gareth. You don't know what's going on. No, no, no. Regardless of what's going on in your life, all of who God is, is all in on you in 2023. He's blessed you with every spiritual blessing. In fact, if you go through and read that list, it says that he's chosen you, he's adopted you, he's forgiven you, he's marked you or called you to himself. He's sealed you with the Holy Spirit. It's like this bookend of blessing that Paul is trying to capture and trying to communicate to those who would read and listen. This is who God is. God is all in on you. He's here. He's blessed you. And he wants you and I to learn to live in response to what he's initiated, not what the circumstances of the world around us present us with. Now here's what's really interesting. After Paul spends all this time communicating all of these amazing blessings, communicating this idea that all of who God is is all in on you, Paul records two prayers 
that are found right after that. And he simply says this, and it's found in Ephesians 1, 17. In other words, after he's written and said, let me tell you all the ways that God's all in on you. Let me tell you all the ways that God has blessed you and provided for you and adopted you and chosen you and called you and marked you and even sealed you with the Holy Spirit. Now, here's two requests. And he says this in verse 17. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Why? So that you may know him better. So that you may know him better. And if, if life as a human being is living in response to what God has actually initiated, all of these blessings that he's given to us, what Paul's now saying here is part of that response to what he's initiated, the response that you and I ought to have is, Lord, I want to know you better. I want to know you better this year. I want to walk with you closer this year. In fact, that little Greek word that's used there isn't know in terms of intellectual knowledge. And I do think it's important for us to read and to understand scripture and be taught. It's why we do labs and groups and all those kinds of things, right? But what he's saying in this verse is, I want you to, and the Greek word literally means experience who he is. Now we live in a world where the enemy is trying to always undermine your trust in him, always undermining your relationship with him. And he'll use lies, he'll use circumstances, he'll get us to believe things that aren't true. But God, Paul's praying this prayer for this, these people gathered in Ephesus. And I think my prayer for you as your pastor this year is that you would know him better. That you would live in response to who he is. Who is he? Well, all of who he is, is all in on you. He's blessed you with every spiritual blessing. And this year, like Paul, I think the call, God's call to us is that we would know and experience more of God this year. More of who he is. See, I don't know what life's going to throw at you this year. I don't know what high points and low points, what challenges, what good things, what bad things are going to come. There are going to be some things like that, right? But here's what I do know. As I walk with him, he's the one that never leaves me. He's the one that never forsakes me. He's the one under whom I can hide, under whom I can follow. He holds me, he leads me, he guides me. And so my first prayer, and I think I'm echoing what Paul says, is that, that we would know and experience more of God this year. The second prayer is recorded in the next two verses. Paul writes, I pray that every, that, sorry, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you. Come on, think about that for a minute. If God, to be blessed by God is all of who God is to be all in on you, then we ought to know the hope that he's called us to. There is no greater hope because he is the living hope. He goes on and he says, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people and his incomparably great power for us who believe. So Paul's praying these two prayers. I want you to experience more of who God is, but I also want you to understand, to recognize, to have your eyes opened to the hope that you've been called to, to the riches that you've inherited in Christ and the power of God that's in your life. Because God is not distant. God is not disconnected. 
God's all in. And he's all in on you with everything that he has. And so the question really is, how do you and I live in response to this? And as we start the year, we wanted to start with a service that reminded all of us of the blessings of God. And we just read a few of them this morning. But we recognize that God is all in on us. And what Paul is saying here, you know, and in a world that's attempting to erode your trust in God, erode your idea of who God is, Paul's saying, let me tell you what God has done, how he has blessed you. And then he says, God, open their eyes that they might not only see you, but that they might experience you as they move forward. You see, God's played his hand. God's put all the chips into the middle of the table and said, I'm all in on you. I'm all in on you. Everything I have is available to you. But A.W. Tozer, in his classic work, The Pursuit, uh, uh, the, the Pursuit of Holiness, or, sorry, Pursuit of God, he makes this statement. He says, God waits to be wanted. You see, God's all in on us, but he waits for now our response. He waits for us to respond to the invitation to come. In fact, Isaiah says this in verse 55. It says, Come all who are thirsty. Come to the waters and you who have no money. Come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without cost. Why spend money on, that, on, on, on what is not bread and, and your labor on what does not satisfy? Listen, listen to me and eat what is good. You will delight in the richest affair Give ear and come to me. Listen that you may live. And I will make an everlasting covenant with you. My faithful love promised to David. And what we recognize is that repeatedly throughout Scripture, God is over and over and over again presenting who he is, how he relates to us, and then gives us an invitation. And so the question that I want to leave you with today and we're going to take communion in a moment because communion really is uh, probably the most special and important thing that we do every week when we gather because it's the place where we're reminded of God's faithfulness to us. It's the place where we're reminded of his allegiance. Like even when we're unfaithful, he remains faithful. But what the Bible and what God always does is let me tell you who I am. Let me show you how I'm all in on you. But then he extends, he extends an invitation. Will you come and eat? Will you come and participate? And so the question that I want to leave you with, and we're going to sing a song in a moment. We're going to take communion, and we're not going to pass communion today. We're going to have our elders and pastors serve you communion. We've got two at the front, two at the back. And, uh, and I want you as a family to take time to go and take communion together. Let us serve you this morning. But before we go there, we're gonna, I want to ask you a question. And it's a question that really demands a response, I think, in the moment. And the question is simply this. Who or what will you give yourself to in 2023? Who or what will you give yourself to in 2023? You know, one of the challenges with human nature is that we have a tendency to chase after either the wrong things or the right things and the wrong priority. 
But the Bible says, seek first the kingdom. And so in response to God, all of who God is being all in on you, who or what will you give yourself to in 2023? And so here's what I want us to do. We're gonna, I'm going to have the band start to play a song. I'm going to open up the communion tables. But I want to take a, just a few seconds. I want you just to close your eyes. And I want you to lock yourself in with Jesus. Just in a moment of privacy, a moment of just, man, here I am, January 1st. And Lord, I recognize that, man, to be blessed is to understand, truly understand the idea that you're all in on me, that all that you've provided for me and then the invitation comes. Will you follow? Will you lay aside? Will you yield? Will you surrender? And even now, I just invite, Holy Spirit, I just invite you just to speak to every one of us individually. That, Lord, there are things that, Lord, we maybe need to let go of. There are things that maybe we need to sacrifice. There's things that maybe we need to bring to the foot of the cross, Lord, to bring to your table today, Lord, to say, would you take this? Things that maybe we've struggled with, things that maybe they're not even bad things, but Lord, they're just out of the wrong and wrong priority. And so Lord, in this moment, the very outset of 2023, Lord, we're simply coming before you and responding to what you've initiated. All of who you are is all in on us. Will you come to the table? Will you respond to the invitation? Will you let go of those things that maybe they snare, maybe they're just distractions? Will you lift your gaze and your focus upon Jesus this morning? Will you look to him, the author and the finisher of your faith? This year, will you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness? Recognizing that as that takes priority, all these other things, good and wonderful blessings from the Lord, they fall into their rightful place. Lord, we just stop. We do business with you now. We respond.